welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast. This is episode 59. And today, we're going to be talking about getting everything you want and the power of words. So welcome, 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 welcome. Sit, relax, get comfortable, or get motivated again. Get amped up if you're listening to this early in the day or you're getting tired or something. Um, This could be your motivation or your uh, time to sit and go inward. Or just get some damn chores done. (laughs) Whatever the fuck you do. (laughs) I'm just trying to help you get comfortable. Um, So, yeah, dude, like, man, it's been a crazy weekend, dude. Um, Like I said, this is episode 59, and I'm your host, California Cal, and this is the Damn Dude Podcast. Damn, dude. And really, we have conversations that need to be had, and we talk about things in a way that'll make you think and say, damn, dude. Damn, dude. And we're here to just kind of help give everybody an opportunity to just be able to see the world a little bit differently and really just inject that much more positivity and insight into the world through the lessons of people who've gone through crazy shit and so on. So it's all about learning and moving forwards and just getting better. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, keeping it entertaining to where it's not like your typical, oh, okay, there's going to be some self-help. Like, nah, like this is business. This is life. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate all the listeners and shout out to you guys. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys so much, especially the faithful, loyal listeners who who just stay on the brand new episodes. I appreciate that. Um, so thank you guys. Um. So yeah, dude, this weekend spent it with the kids that finally came back from Mexico, and little man, he came back, he's like, see, 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 I was like, oh, snap, <laughs> oh, it was so cute, it's so funny, but at the same time, he was being such a brat, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's all good, he was like, doing good too, you know, it's like, he's two, two and a half, so, you know, it's cool. It is what it is. He's at that age. So, um, yeah, but it's like, it's crazy. I just see him becoming such a little human. It's crazy, dude. Like, becoming such a his own person. And it's a trip, man. Um, and my oldest son turned 16. Happy birthday, Nate. And we're going to go to Alaska um instead of getting him a guitar we went and we kind of talked about it and we're like you know what i don't know we kind of just decided it's interesting because when nate and i talk it's like we go into like all right bro look like bro look this is your choice and i'm gonna lay this all out for you i just want you to really consider it all equally and i was like you know i'm gonna always try and set you up to have the best options possible so if i tell you yo I think we should hold off on the guitar and do something else. I highly encourage you to listen all the way through before you get your feelings hurt or anything. I didn't say that, but that's basically like what's understood at this point now. So, which is incredible. You know, most kids like, you know, like, I don't know about getting you a guitar anymore after I said I would. And most people are like, oh man, their heart sinks or whatever. But Nate's just like, hmm, like what else is there to this, you know? So I was like, yo, we could, I don't know. We just kind of talked it out like, we talked about how like it's cool to work like work for and earn your own expensive thing like 
there's been things where he's done that, but nothing that's been really expensive. Like he's got a phone, he's gotten his phone fixed, and he's earned his own parts and earned. I mean, he's made a lot of money for a lot of different shit, but like nothing that's been like a huge purchase of his own. So I was like, dude, you know what? Honestly, I think you working to earn that and because you wanting that particular guitar is something that you kind of just wanted. But at the same time, I know that what you really have always loved is to just like go explore. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick a bunch of random places that you and I have never been to. And we're just going to kind of like weigh out the options, see what there's to do at all these places, plan out what type of trip we want. Are we just going to be adventurous? Are we just going to be sightseeing? Are we just going to cruise around for the vibe of the city? Like, are we going to be there for the food? Like, what's the what's the purpose of this trip? Right. So we're kind of like, hmm, like, what do you want to do? Like, I don't know. Like, So we're just kind of thinking about it. And um, I don't know. So eventually it all kind of boiled down to um, Nate's dream place is Alaska. And we were like, oh, man, I don't think we can go because they're being all fucking crazy about the Rona and all this shit. And we're like, man, fuck that. Like, we're not trying to go on vacation to feel all enslaved. You know, <laughs> like, no, I'm cool. I'm, I'm good on that. I'm too, like, I need my own space and my own fucking. I just don't like people telling me what to do. And I just enjoy creating my own rules. Like, I, I believe in living your own life and creating your own rules. And it's like, fuck whatever whoever has to think about it, you know, and, um, you know, doing it for the greater, to, to be a good person, obviously, um, so it's a trip, because, like, I'm always kind of interested in, like, how to play the game of life, and I'm always trying to explain and paint that picture with Nate, and, um, oh, yeah, so what we ended up doing was, we were, we picked, we were gonna pick between, like, Idaho to go ride in the sand dunes, Montana to fucking do whatever, to go, all these things, and we just kind of were like, yo, Alaska, boom, done, bought the tickets right then and there, we were up in Huntington Beach to get some Zanko chicken, which was fire as fuck, me and the kids love it, dude, went to Huntington Beach Lake, I didn't know there was a lake in Huntington, and I had been around the whole area, too, um, but it was pretty cool, and the whole Central Park and all that over there is pretty dope, man, I, I really, every time I go to Huntington, I fall in love with it more and more and more and more, um, so who knows, maybe when I expand business enough, we can get there, you know, uh, or it would make sense to live there, I should say. So, oh, dude, and then just, just earlier, before I came back, I'd met with my assistant earlier, what up, Sasha, shout out to you, and it was cool, because I actually ended up running into her at the, gro- like, as I was just walking down the parking lot, and I was, I happened to be walking to, like, her and the kids were driving by, what up, Christy and Kevin, shout out to you guys, um, we... I'm walking by and I'm like, what the hell? Like, oh shit, what up? But where I was going was I was going from Target to, I dropped my, I dropped off Nate at his friend's house. I stopped by Target. I'm like, I know I need something, but I went there and that Target's kind of like smaller and kind of ghetto. And I was just like, whatever. So, well, not ghetto, but like, it's just smaller. There's not as much stuff to choose from as the bigger ones. So I walk out and there's a lowrider car show. There's all these fucking essays and cholos just fucking kicking and smoking weed, bumping music. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm like, I'm with this shit. So I fucking walk over there and it's just fucking sick, dude. There's hella essays there and just that shit was loked out. But it was cool, man. Like it was cool. There was blacks, browns. There was some white people there. There was like off-road trucks. There was fucking like 
uh, old school, like Nissan hard bodies dumped and fucking B200 and shit, like those old Mazda trucks and fucking saw big lifted ass fucking, I forget if it was like an old Jeep or Scout or something like that or K5, like an old K5 or something or, and it was just all Lolo's dude, like some fool even had his, had this car tow trucked there because like you couldn't even drive in the street or you didn't want to put miles on it or whatever. It was crazy, dude. Like, that shit was going hard, man. There was a whole interesting mix of cars there, dude. But it was mainly like a lowrider show, you know? That shit was tight. So I just rolled around there, and I was like, yo, that shit's ill. Um, so what I wanted to kind of get to in this episode is, like, getting everything you want and the power of words. The power of words is insane in how we use them. And I realize I've been really uh, careless with my words lately. And I feel like sometimes I'm kind of just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. And then sometimes I'm like, I really, I guess it just depends on the point I'm making. Sometimes I'm just really like, I make sure of every word that I'm saying means exactly what I want it to mean. And, you know, in those times I start talking really slow and like very this and that. And like in those times, I usually really know what I'm talking about when I start talking like that. But <laughs> uh, that's one thing I've recently learned about myself. And it's if you hear me giving myself credit, it's because I've never known how to before. And nobody ever gave me credit. I always got called dumb growing up for the most part. Like my mom was the only person to be like, nah, man, like, you know, you just learn differently. You're into different things. And like that was really one of the only things that kind of helped me holding on while everybody's like, man, like this was an idiot, you know, like. Um, so at the same time, what I realized is I was like, yo, I'm pretty good at this game of life. Like I'm a student of this shit for sure. And without a doubt. And I realized that I have gotten everything I've ever wanted in life. Damn dude. Literally everything like that. I see now, let me emphasize i've gotten everything i've really wanted i don't know if i said that the first time but i've gotten everything i've really wanted in life everything like everything that's been my dream boom damn dude everything like for one this picture behind me if you were if you ever are fortunate enough to get to see the video. <laughs> uh, I promise we'll be on YouTube and we're going to go hard when we do. Um, That quad was a dream of mine, dude. That was actually bigger than the dream of mine. Originally, I wanted a Banshee and the YZ450 came out and they were smoking Banshees and it made no sense at this time. I mean, maybe not. Yeah, it still pretty much made no sense at this time for a four stroke to be faster than a two stroke. Like it was just like, nah, like it, it just two strokes are just so fucking fast. And, you know, generalizing. And the so the four stroke bike is like why Z450 was brand new in 04. I got mine. I got an 05 in 04. Like I was like, I'm getting this shit no matter what and i was like i was fucking grinding dude i was willing i was working at sears 
And I was just fucking hustling, dude. I was just working every register possible, making commission. Bam, 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 bam. I fucking, uh, I was just, dude, because it was commission, I put everything into there. I wasn't worried about selling weed or side hustles or nothing. Like, I'll go there and make loot. And as like a 17-year-old kid making about like I was averaging about $26, $27 an hour as a 17-year-old kid in 2004. That was pretty damn good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not phenomenal. Like, but that was pretty damn good for working a job. And that's still pretty good for working a job, honestly, Um, in 2021. So I was fucking like pretty cheddared up back then you know considerably for and um so it was crazy because i was gonna buy a banshee and i was gonna work at carl's jr overnight and then i was gonna go to sears and work full-time and i was gonna fucking overnight carl's jr's full-time and i was gonna (laughs) go to i was gonna work the drive-through full-time and then i was gonna go to work full-time and i was gonna buy a banshee so my original plan when i first started was to buy a banshee and yeah, you can get a Banshee faster than a YFZ, whatever, you know, but well, we're talking brand new, like, and stock for stock. Yeah. A YFZ will fucking, will smash a stock Banshee is like, you know what I mean? If you have equal riders on him. Um, so point being, it was like a big deal at the time. <clears throat> Electric Stark titanium five valve. Like, they used, like, aluminum casted parts on certain things, which was, like, a big deal. It was just, like, like magnesium pieces. It was, just, it was just, like, a big deal, you know? It was, like, it was bad. It was light as fuck. It just didn't make sense for what it was. Like, having electric start as a quad is supposed to be hella heavy, which this wasn't. Um, it was super reliable. That bike never did anything weird on me, like, ever. Um... And I, ooh, I beat the shit out of it. That was the bike I broke my neck on. So, which is interesting, and that kind of brings me to my other point to this, is I've gotten everything I've wanted, and I've also gotten, ah, uh, hold on, let me reset this. I've gotten everything I've ever wanted at the price of getting everything I've never wanted. Damn, dude. Let me say that again. I've gotten everything that I've really wanted at the price, at the cost of everything I've never wanted. Damn, dude. Now, that's really, really fucking real for me, dude. Like, so let me put you on. Like, let me tell you what I'm talking about. (laughs) So, for example... That quad was like, I mean, like, that was the first thing where it was like big money. And I was, oh, and so I was so dedicated to getting that quad. And I was only 17. So I was just stacking cheese. And it was a long fucking journey because it was about to be like close to 10 grand for this quad. And I'm like, damn, all right, that's a lot of money. And like coming from where I come from, like I never, I didn't have lunch money most of the time. So to, the most expensive thing I'd ever bought prior to that was like a PlayStation in like 97 and it was like 125 bucks. That was probably the most expensive thing I'd bought 
by myself back then, aside from my trip to San Francisco when I sold candy bars, um, which was that was like a twelve hundred dollar or fifteen hundred dollar thing, um. So, I get the quad, but at the price of everything I've never wanted. My greatest fear of all time was to break my neck. And I was just like, I can't even imagine breaking your neck. Like, that's got to be the worst thing ever. So, every time I would ride, I'd go out to ride, I'd be like, all right, like, as long as I don't break my, as long as I don't break my neck, like, I'm cool, you know? I would flip my quad and be like, oh, shit, I was scared. I'd break my wrist, my ankle, whatever. i keep riding, whatever. All this shit. And... I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? This is crazy. So at the same time, other examples of of where this exact balance and occurrence happened is with like girls, like, or women, or, you know, I guess depending how old and I was and how old they were, <laughs> where we're talking, like, you know, if I was younger, if I was older, um, like with like oh man i remember in class like like i remember being in high school and ser- and staring at certain exes of mine like oh my god she's so fucking hot like one day like i don't know how i'm gonna start talking to her i don't know how i'm gonna fucking whatever but like damn you know she's so fucking hot like you know like one day i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking be with that girl one day and like and then it ended up happening not on some creepy weirdo shit but it was just like damn like i was just like in awe you know like wow like taken back by their beauty and and yeah really um and then as i got older i remember that happened in class one day i was in class at landmark and it's just a three-day seminar and i see one of my exes and i'm just i mean not at the time but currently she's an ex (laughs) well for, for a long time now but i see her and i'm like holy shit like at that time i was like that is absolutely the most beautiful woman i've ever 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 seen in my life ever and i'm just like i need to talk to or meet this woman, I need to just, I need to try, like, I don't care what, like, I don't even know how old this girl is, I don't know how, wait, dude, and it's crazy, because I've always had this image of this girl, of, like, this, this perfect image of what, like, who I thought the most beautiful type of girl would be, right, and that's, it changes over time, you know, or, like, you meet somebody, and then they become that, or, you know, it's like it changes and it adapts. Well, I think it should, but, um, I'm like, I see this girl and then she happens to drive a brand new Beamer. And it's like the, that image in my head, like that look, that hair, that, that, like that swag, that, that whole, like that person's perfect. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Now that when you learn some shit, you're like, oh, that person's probably a douchebag, whatever. But like, you know, this is, like, back when, you know, more ignorant-minded, and, like, we were all there at some point, like, there's just some perfect, like, there's a persona who's, like, oh, that's perfection to you, you know, and, you know, and then from there, that shapes your preferences, or molds, or directs, or whatever, right, so, 
I like, so I'm like, all right, I need to talk to this girl. I talk to her and it works out, right? And like, I get what they're in terms of she's way older, but she, you know, she's beautiful, whatever. And then I end up going through occurrences where I thought would never happen with a with an ex. It's like, there was times because of shit that she, she had gone through, like, she's like, in an argument, she's like, you need to leave. And it was like, fuck, I live in San Diego, you live in LA. And I'm like, no, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, and I'm not being like, no, like, walking doors, like, no, like, like, no, I ain't leaving, like, what the fuck? And then she would take it as like, oh my gosh, like, you're gonna be, you're being threatening, like, you're really not gonna leave. And I was like, well, fuck, like, I didn't, like, you know, it's like, I grew up more, way more ghetto, and, like, for somebody to just be like, like, you need to leave, and in the heat of, like, crying, or, like, arguing, like, they usually don't really mean it, mean it, I mean, see, this is where I had to learn, <laughs> you see what I'm saying, you hear that, like, so, I'm like, whoa, okay, hold on, I, I, I see this, right, And I'm like, holy shit. So to her, me not just being like, okay, grabbing my stuff and leaving. I'm like, dude, I got to drive back like three hours, sometimes five hours, depending on traffic. Like, this sucks, dude. You know, <laughs> like, that's a long drive. And I'm like, I'm not going to just like, in like, so my perception when I'm in my super guy brain, I'm like, I'm not going to just leave at the in the middle of an argument, like, you need, like, to me, in past relationships, you at least needed somebody to be like, oh, fuck you, blah, 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 before it really got, before I considered it a real argument, or a real, like, you really need to get the fuck out of here, like, you know what I'm saying, it was just like, oh, like, no, I can't believe this, blah, 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 blah. I think you, oh, like, you need to leave, and I'm like, so I'm, I didn't take it serious, you know, <laughs> like, I didn't, I don't know, I was, I'm just telling the truth, so, I'm like, no, like, what the fuck? Like, you need to chill out. So she's like, locks herself in the room. And I'm like, the fuck? So I'm just sitting on the sofa, just like waiting for her to cool down. And I'm waiting for myself to cool down. Fucking, you know, probably smoke a bowl, smoke a bowl, whatever. I chill out. Like, all right, like, you ready to talk? Like, what are you still doing here? Like, I'm going to call the cops. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, huh? Like, and to me, like, you know, it's like where I come from. Like, you do not do that. And see, this is where it's interesting. It's like, because where I come from, it's like, and my understanding is like, you don't like calling the cops is an absolute 100%. You do not do that no matter what. And at the same time, I was like, I guess I get older. I'm like, well, hold on. Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of cops. And what I mean by that is I, I've said that publicly online and I've had friends of mine who I've known since way back and I didn't even know their cops hit me up and be like, hey, bro, but we're cool. So you can't not like all of us. And I was like, well, I have respect for you as a man. And if you're good at your job, I got respect for you as that, too, because I know you're on the right side of things. But what I don't have respect for is these people who their identity is wrapped up as oh, I'm a police officer and they abuse their power as such and they they impose their will as that on others i was like that's what that's who i'm speaking to and it was kind of just like all right like all right cool like respect bro you know like so that's what i mean so when i say i don't fuck with cops like that's who i'm talking about is those people and basically it's just another word for like i don't fuck with like 
assholes, you know? Like, I'm not trying to fuck with people who are just not cool people, you know? Um, So she she hit me with that, and I was just like, what, what, what? Like, just bewilder me, dude. <laughs> like, how can you, like, what? You know, how, like, what? So I remember, I don't, I don't think she called the cops, or she did, and then she called back, and was like, no, it's okay, like, but I, oh, dude, I couldn't take, I, I, like, that made me, like, lose my shit, I was like, what the fuck, like, I'm fucking out of here, like, fuck you, I ain't talking to you ever again, and, like, and, oh, so basically what ended up happening, then there was another time we got an argument, when that relationship started going bad, it started going bad fast, and we were just arguing about everything nonstop to the point where some of the neighbors were pounding on the wall, they'd be yelling, break up already, and like, that that was really embarrassing, I don't even know if I've ever even told anybody that, (laughs) yet I just documented for this, for the whole fucking world, but that's the point of shows, like, we keep it real as fuck, so, yeah, so that happened, and, um, and much you know you have your own version if not worse or you've seen worse so <laughs> get off my nuts if that's what you <laughs> um no so that happened there's another time she called the like she lived in this fucking baller ass rich ass area and community and shit where they had like security on campus the campus uh, uh what do you call it like campus on ground i guess or whatever like and in the complex, I should say, and it was, like, this high-rise building, and, you know, over the marina, and all this shit, and, like, to me, her doing that was just, like, and them trying to, like, escort me down, like, I was, like, man, like, man, like, leave me the, fuck. like, oh, I'm fucking going, bro, like, don't, just don't touch me, you know, like, what, there's time, I'm not much like that, but if I'm in that, like, it was, I don't know, it just felt dehumanizing to me, I was just like, man, what the fuck, dude, like, I ain't no dog, like, you don't gotta walk me outside, like, fuck you, you know, like, and at the same time, like, my inner thug brain is like, man, I would beat the fuck out of security guard, like, these fools don't even know, like, I'm just, like, sitting there, like, bro, like, if I just stopped and tripped both of you or fucking just cracked your heads together and turn around right now, like, you would never know, if I swung my helmet at one of you cracked in the dome and just punched the other guy in the face like you're done like you know so anyway my whole point is it was just like the opposites it was like my dream come true and my worst nightmare were wrapped up in the same thing because i was saying oh that's that'll never happen to me i have such good judgment of people and girls and whatever that that won't ever happen to me and guess what i learned something the universe doesn't hear never or always. It doesn't respond to that because those vibrations aren't really like, they're not true to nature. Those vibrations aren't true to nature. And when like something's not true to nature, nature's gonna, you know, not accept it. So never and always, they just, they don't carry power like that. So what happens is the universe just hears I and then the words. I want to get my motorcycle, blah, blah, blah. I never want to break my neck. I'm never going to do that, blah, 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 blah. Didn't matter. It was just, I break my neck. I motorcycle. I girl in my dreams. I 
girl doing what I perceive as absolutely the craziest thing, most disrespectful thing you can do. You know what I'm saying? And it's like perspective changes over time. And it's like I have different understandings and perspective of calling the cops and shit like that now because I've seen more like middle ground to where if you're like not in the streets or you're not gangster as fuck or if you have something that's bigger than you, but you just want to get your shit back, then like I can see, okay, like I've seen that. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. I get it, you know? But then there's things where it's like people go too far, like because the cops are there to supposed to be of service, you know? Like, and it's like, it's almost like if you call them and get to use them for things, like it's almost like, you're getting your money's worth out of them. <laughs> I don't know. I hate to say that like that. It's kind of dehumanizing, but like, I don't know. It's just a different perspective, right? Like somebody explained that to me. I'm like, well, why would you not go handle that? And it's like, no, 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 no. See, you look at the, you're looking at the cops all wrong. Like you need to use them for what they're for. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I never even thought of it like that. I was just like, nope, enemies, nope, enemies, nope, enemies. And it's like, that doesn't mean you got to be friends with them. That just means, like, you use them for what they're for. That's their job. Same way you go to the cashier, you use them for what they're for. Like, you know, be a kind person. And that's, you know, people just do their jobs. So it's really crazy. So we're going we're gonna to take a quick break, and we're going to get right back into this. So one second here. Damn, dude. Everybody wanna harm you. Man, and that's true. This world we live in, it ain't nothing but drama. And at the same time, it's like, depends what lens you take to it, really, because, like, and depends what communities you go to. Because you can go to communities where it's just unconditional love, and you can go to communities where it's just absolute drama and bullshit. So, it's interesting. And one thing that I love that, uh, shout out to Bun B, that he says, I forget what song it is exactly, but he says, they say one bad apple will spoil the whole bunch, but we're talking about people, not apples. This ain't lunch. Damn, dude. I was just like, yo, like, what the fuck? That was so hard. Hold on one second. What the hell? Oh, no. All right. Well, oh, shit. I need to read. Oh, fuck. What do I do? You know what? Fuck it. Let's just roll it. Hold on. All right. Fuck it. We keep going. Um, like I said, PMC said, they say one bad apple will spoil the whole bunch. But we talking about people, not apples. The same lunch. And I always, that, that shit's sick, dude. Like, It's so interesting because, like, we tend to look at people like that and we tend to interpret things like that. And when we start doing being like that, like, we become the judgy assholes. And I realize, like, fuck, I need to watch the way that I speak about cops and police officers because there are some good ones. And it just so happens there seemingly seems to be more shitty ones. And also my take on it is like, well, dude, like you good ones need to be getting these shitty ones the fuck out, like out these fuckers, like do something, you know, like whatever it is, like do something 
because this shit's not working. We can't keep having all these crooked ass motherfuckers abusing their power like this. And that's why we don't like you guys. It's that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if you're a good cop, then you that means you have to do something about these shitty ones. It's just your obligation, you know? So, oh man, that's crazy, dude. So, kind of getting back to this. <clears throat> I realized that, like, all of us are able to get whatever the fuck we really want. Because the power of words are very powerful. There was one time I read a document in a class. And it was the mission statement. And the mission statement... This was the craziest thing I, I've ever read. And I need to dig this up and read again because I've read it hundreds of times and I still cannot all the way comprehend it because it's so, so brilliant. Now, let me explain why. Because it was written by, now I have this number probably a little wrong, but it was written by like six or 12 people who are world leaders, world travelers, and people who input a lot of good into this world, who are really good people, actually. These people sat for two years and picked and analyzed every single word in this document or in their the mission statement for two years. Can you imagine, I mean, six or 12 people who are on a world leader and world level, uh, world traveler type of level where they have assistants doing everything for their lives because they just need to boom next boom flight boom flight boom flight here like that type of lifestyle and all the people are happy to work for them and help them because these are great people doing great things and if their time is busy getting coffee and all this then nah dude like they can't do what they need to be doing they need all their energy for the shit that they do because it's that big of a deal so they wrote this document, and I'm like, holy fuck. Like, there's no word, like, all the connector words were 100. There's, like, very minimal connector words, but just for the sake of things needing to make sense in English still, every connector word was very thought out, and everything was defined and thought over for, like, each word was, like, thought over for, like, several days or a week. Boom, we come back. Okay, what do you guys what's you guys analysis and you kind of gather all of the general like all right this is how we feel about this this is what we think about this word or this sentence or this phrase all right we agree this makes most sense yeah boom okay boom let's run it next and it's like to take two years to write a page and a half mission statement and apparently originally it was just like basically a book and then it got reduced down to a page and a half is what's in just mind-blowing, right? Like, so it's like, the words in this are so, I'm not allowed to share it, but like, 
the words in it are so powerful that it creates exactly what the fuck they want. So what I learned from this is that like, and I I learned this kind of on my own, just practicing too. Like my son's name, Royal, I'm like, that's a fucking, that's the name I want to have for my kid someday. And that was like almost 10 years prior to him being born. Right. 2006 to 2000, oh no, 20 years almost. No, what's 2006 to 2019? 2006 to 16 is 10, 13? Okay, 13 years, I think. I don't know what, I fucking suck at math, but no. I'm getting, I'm improving at math. Let me say that. Cause I actually just tried. That's crazy. Normally I wouldn't even try. Um, so 13 years in advance is roughly when I wanted, you know, when I picked that name and then boom, we have them. And it's crazy too, because I used to think this is so, oh my gosh, I never actually, I've never put this all the way together, but I used to think I used to just think about weird shit when I was little. I used to been thinking about names because my name being Calvin is kind of a unique name. And most of the people I've met named Calvin are black dudes or like really white people, like really nerdy, like really, really white people. Um, So it is interesting being a half Chinese and half Norwegian Calvin. It's an interesting name. Like there's usually nobody else in the room with the same name as me, you know? So it makes me think about names a little bit differently growing up. And I used to think, damn, like I think Nate's the coolest name or like Nathaniel or Nate or like Nathan specifically. I think I used to think, dang, that's the coolest normal name there is. And then I used to think, man, my least favorite normal name is Benjamin and freaking Nate's name is Nate Nathaniel Benjamin. I'm like, what the fuck? That's hilarious. And then I used to always think Indians were way cooler than cowboys. And I still do. And it turns out Nate's Native American. It's just like, that's so cool. I've always been so involved with like Spanish culture, you know, Mexican culture and stuff too. And it's like, now I got Mexican kids. Like, this is a trip, bro. You know, like, so I, it's like, dude, Kind of what, well, what's my whole point of all this is that like, I think when we have ideas and visions and we like, we know for a fact, because there's a difference, there's certain things and you can't force these visions and you can't, you can't force that energy onto something that you don't really want that bad. Damn, dude. It's a, it's not forcible and it's not really like curatable at any given moment but it does come and it can be recognized so i think also not not even i think but this is also proven i was talking about this with my cousin and my mom and stuff and my kid earlier was like life and spirit and and the world and geography and everything can be explained in numbers. So this is really a numbers game. And this applies to sales. This applies to being happy. This applies to getting what you want is what are you willing to say naturally 
the most amount of times? Damn, dude. And what do you say the most amount of times? I used to, I used to always say, oh, I'm going to get my motorcycle. Yeah, once I get my motorcycle, oh, when I get my motorcycle, I'm going to go here. When I, get, I was like that. And then I would also be like, oh, man, yeah, as long as I don't break my neck, I would compare everything to it. Oh, man, that's worse than breaking your neck. I would say shit like that all the time. Oh, at least I didn't break my neck. I would say that shit constantly. And it, it almost like hurts me to say that I'm like cringing inside using that phrase right now. Like my stomach starts feeling weird because I, I know how powerful words are. And I'm, I'm only saying it for the sake of this example, not for the sake of creation. See, and this is dangerous thing to talk about. So my point being is reflecting back on this for the sake of learning and education is why I'm doing it. Because otherwise you won't ever hear me speak like this. Is because our words are always creating something. And whatever we put the most energy into is what's going to cultivate. And it's like, but the thing is we got to put energy into it from the inside out. It's not like, that's what it means to speak it into existence. Is like you feel it in your gut and your heart for so long that you talk about it. You talk about it naturally, naturally, naturally. Now your voice is speaking it. Your thoughts are thinking it. Your eyes are visually seeing it. You're hearing it. You're hearing ads. You're hearing the engine. You're hearing the voice. You're hearing the whatever. You're seeing the characteristics. You're seeing the shapes, the colors, the landscape, the whatever you're picturing. You know, you see the, the you smell it. You feel it. Whatever it is that you that it is that you're wanting to manifest. And I don't even like using that word anymore because people have just killed it. But at the same time, and at the same time, it's a very real thing, and it's and it's something. And I'm looking at things that I've actually manifested into reality. And these have been, I've gotten my dream truck. I've gotten me having my Jeep right now. That's one of my, that was a dream of mine for so long. Like my, my uncle, my grandpa got it brand new back in 96. And as a little kid, I'm like, yo, this thing's fucking cool, dude. And I barely got to ride in it ever. And the times I did, I was like, damn, this thing is cool. Like, I just thought it was so cool. And I'd always dream like, man, I'm going to have that someday. I'm going to buy that off my grandpa. I'm going to buy that off my grandpa. And then I moved back to Hawaii and he gave it to me. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, And I put some, you know, like, okay, some a little bit of work into it and made it a little better. And it's like, dude, it's awesome. It's a dream come true. People look at it like I'm driving an old beater. And I'm looking at it as I'm driving my dream car right now. This just happened to be what I was dreaming of. I, I, yeah, I wanted Ferraris and I thought Ferraris are cool. But I really wasn't in my gut like I'm doing that. My motorcycle was a Ferrari in that sense at that age. you know. And to, and to, to cap that story off, I wasn't old enough. So I never had... Let me, sorry. I'm saying a lot of words. <laughs> I never even had to get the job at Carl's Jr. overnight because for one, my grind was fucking crazy. It's rock solid. And two, I had everybody else believing in me and creating it with me also. So if you were to ask my mom as my mom's friend or somebody, oh, what's Calvin up to? Oh, he's just working. He's just doing everything he can to get his motorcycle. Oh, what's Calvin been up to? Oh, just, you know, 
He's just trying to get this damn motorcycle. Like, that's what, like, you could ask anybody what I was up to and that, you know, always going to work. Oh, it's cool. And it's like, if you ask anything about me more than that, they'd be like, oh, yeah, he's getting, trying to earn this quad or whatever. Like, I printed pictures of it before I owned it out, you know, and just the whole thing. And like, I knew for a fact, I was like, I'm getting it. I don't care what. No barrier, no price limit. For me, only knowing that a hundred, that thinking $125 is a gang of money to, to, buying something that's 10 grand and to just be like yep i'm getting that like without even doubt like no doubt like that's a that is a ferrari to me you know that was the impossible and i was just that was what i really wanted you know my heart was set on it and my heart was never really set on a ferrari like that there's times it piques my interest i'm like hell yeah but like at, at this point my heart's not like yeah i need that right now you know like i'm kind of more like looking at thinking of lowriders in that sense like hell yeah i'm gonna have that shit like (laughs) um so it's interesting because looking at that and a lot of people will refer to this as duality too, all the things i'm talking about and yeah it is you know it's like and all these like cheesy words that i'm saying right now duality manifesting like yeah trust me i get how annoying it is when people talk like that shit but it is valid because the shit's real. And if you actually are having a real conversation about it and not the like frou-frou version of it, this shit's crazy and there's a lot to learn and a lot to be understood, I should say. Like that's, I think that's tight. When you can understand yourself more and understand life deeper, it makes everything else you're doing a bajillion times easier, you know? So I think it's important to pay attention to that. And it's like a lot of times the things that's your greatest weakness lead you to your greatest greatness. For me, not knowing being not knowing how to be able to swim till I was like, what, like 12 or 13 years old. That's crazy. I grew up in fucking San Diego, California with a pool around the corner. And I would just kind of jump from the corner to corner, crab walk around the pool, just stay in the shallow end, you know. And or jump in with a noodle or floaties or some shit. And like, I just remember being terrified and missing out. And if you listen to older episodes where I talk about that, when I was on the boat in Arizona and I'm sweating and I'm like, oh, my sweat's keeping me cool. But I was just so scared to jump in the river that I sat there suffering, just lying to everybody blatantly. And then till finally, I think they convinced me that my dad was like, bro, like get in the water. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay. And like, I'm just being so wimpy, you know? And like, I never wanted to feel like that again. So I was so determined to learn, dude. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to learn this shit. So it turns out, boom, now I teach babies to save their lives and help provide families peace of mind with the skills their babies learned. And to be able to help uh, adults overcome lifelong fears associated with the water. That's crazy. And it's interesting. It's so interesting because that's my gift. And it all ties together with my whole life story, which is my very first word was nin nin, which is a motor, the sound of a motorcycle. The very first thing I ever wanted to be was a firefighter. I broke my neck riding a motorcycle while in firefighter school. Damn, dude. I'm scared to swim while I have my broken neck and I'm dropped out of fire school. I figure out that I can help people and save kids' lives by teaching them swimming. Damn, dude. Yo. What? (laughs) Like, 
what bro what like that's insane absolutely insane and i've never actually really put it together like that till right now like that's simply but that's really what the fuck happened is like boom we went from fucking my dream and my first words and my first visions to having them be real and also fail and lead me to exactly what I was really wanting, which was what I was afraid of the whole time. Damn, dude. Now, just to add to this, as a kid, I felt like I missed my whole childhood. Because when my little sister, my grandma, and my great aunt died all in the same month when I was in first grade, it fucked me up. And I just, at my sister's funeral, I decided that my childhood was, was over. I said that to myself. And I was, that was my way of life now. So I'm there like six years old. Literally like, oh, childhood's over. And then what it took was my best friend Pablo getting murdered And it's interesting because me and different friends used to have conversations about like, yo, like this lifestyle we're living, we're not going to make it past 20 years old. Two of my best friends get murdered at 20 years old. Damn, dude. I happen to be alive. Another one of those conversations where we would talk about, yo, we're not going to make it past 20. Two friends get murdered at 20. That, like, Dude, words are so fucking powerful. There's so many things. There's been racist jokes. There's been whatever jokes. There's been car accident jokes. There's been all sorts of crazy shit that I've seen turn real. That whether it was me and my friends or other people joking or other my friends or whoever or just people we knew joking about certain things. This shit would always fucking happen somehow. We're like, yo, we need to like be careful. Like this is really funny, but you know, like we need to chill out. And especially shout out to the homie skins. Like I remember like when me and him were cracking jokes about shit, like and all of a sudden, like everything we were saying was becoming true. Like immediately we were like, well, I remember we had a couple real ass conversations like, dude, we really need to like be care, like be aware of the conversations we're having because I don't know what the fuck's going on, but everything we're saying is like literally happening and it's quite terrifying. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And, you know, I've heard a lot of people have similar stories like this and it's so it's just so interesting like to me that was fascinating like as soon as that happened to me learning kind of started becoming fun like it was in that moment now that i'm really thinking back i never really like acknowledge this for myself but it was like really around that time where i'm like whoa so there's like more to life you like there's more There's something deeper than what we see and coincidences because what just happened over these last like two years is way crazier than any coincidence. Like this is is just this the amount of times that we have 
experience, things that we have said, is just it goes beyond like what would qualify as coincidence, I think. And it's just a fucking trip, dude. Like, so, and just like how they say, it's like words are what? They're things that are constructed of letters. And letters are, when you put letters together, they're called what? What are you doing? Spelling. Casting a spell. You're casting spells every time you use your words. So it's like, which spell are you casting? Are you casting the spell of, I'm grateful for this, 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 and this, this, and this this morning. I'm grateful for this, 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 and this this afternoon. I'm grateful for this, 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 and this this evening. Or is it like, man, fuck my boss, fuck my job, fuck my ankle that hurts, fuck my leg, fuck my bad nerve, fuck my pinched nerve, fuck my family, fuck my friends, fuck my whatever, right? I'm trying not to like use too many words like that because that's not, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I just keep seeing how it's like life works on this counter thing. Like whatever the fuck you got going on, it's going to flip on you and work in your favor somehow as long as you allow it and don't resist it. Now I see so many people spend so much time resisting that we just don't allow our blessings to come in and fucking take place and like shape and structure and mold and sculpt and molder and scully and X-file the fuck out. (laughs) That was terrible. If you get that, you might have kind of chuckled. Otherwise, or you're like, bro, you're so fucking stupid. Like, I said, see, I need to stop joking like that. Because, man, whoa, hold. Damn, dude. Hold on. Hold on. I was just going to say, I know people that that would be their response to me. That probably means I shouldn't spend the most time with those people. Like, that's really not healthy because it's like, I've been taking the time to take my, to train my subconscious to be like, like, no, you're not an idiot. You just made a mistake. No, you're not stupid. You just spilled the water. No, you're not you're not a dumbass. You just the water splashed. No, you're not an idiot. You just got coffee grounds on the counter. No, you're not an idiot. You know what I'm saying? And it's like if I have other people around me who are going to talk like that, they're basically rooting for me to stay an idiot because I actually did identify as myself as an idiot for so long that there's people who still identify me as that and still think it's funny, but I don't identify myself as an idiot anymore. Like now I identify myself as somebody who's very insightful and um, has an okay amount of wisdom, I guess, or experience. I don't know what you're going to call it. I aim to, I don't know. I would love to be considered a wise person. I've had a handful of people tell me that, but I think that's a cool thing. Like, um, so I just think it's so interesting that we, that we should pay attention to the things that are shit, that shit on us because there's always a contrary and allow it to happen and allow your wings to spread and grow. And it's like, go through the growing pains and when we graduate through life and have breakthroughs, there's going to be moments where it has to hurt, where you have to suffer because that's what it feels like to get better. That's what it feels like to grow and heal. 
So just keep going. Just keep going. Stay in business tomorrow. That applies. To, that's the only rule of business is stay, be in business tomorrow. That's the only rule of life is be alive tomorrow too. You know what I mean? Enjoy today, but be alive tomorrow. Aim, aim to make tomorrow great also as well as today. You know, it's like we just keep setting ourselves up for that. Set ourselves up for greatness. So, yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to wrap this up. I need to take my ass to sleep here. It is going to be a long day tomorrow. I got some new customers or clients, I should say. And uh, it's going to be interesting. So, hope you guys had a beautiful day and a beautiful episode. And uh, I really want you guys to make sure that you say what you're grateful for and really feel it and let it in. Damn, dude. So, on that note, Rooster Tail, take us out. That's at Rooster Tail Official. Make sure you go download his band's newest single, at Kitsune Official, K-I-T-S-U-N-S-U-N-E underscore official on Instagram, SoundCloud, whatever. Uh, Go find that. So, take us out, my man. Much love, everybody. Peace.